0: Grace, mercy and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, in scripture, the word wilderness comes up hundreds of times all throughout. Now, the wilderness was a was considered a significant place for God's people, both physically and Spiritually, literally, it referred to the place that was outside the cities, outside the land of Israel, on the other side of the life-giving waters of the Jordan River. It's a place where Israel wandered for 40 years as God led them in, in, uh, from slavery in Egypt to, to freedom in the Promised Land. It's where prophets like Elijah were often driven in times of danger or isolation, It's where Israel ended up in exile and captivity. And it's where Christ himself would go at the beginning of his ministry when he was tempted by Satan. More than anything else throughout uh, scripture, the wilderness is the place that you want to journey through, but not the place you want to live in. It is dangerous. It is wild. It is inhospitable to life. You cannot make a home there. The things you need and want are not available. It is a place far beyond your control, where wild animals and demons and death are around every corner. So it's significant, then, that on the second Sunday in Advent, we hear not only a voice, but a voice that is calling out in the wilderness. And it says... Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And immediately after, the gospel writer Mark recounts those words from Isaiah, who prophesied that the Lord's messenger would be the one crying out in the wilderness. He then goes on to write, John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of of sins. John was that voice foretold he was the Lord's messenger. John was rough and tough and more than a little strange camel hair clothes and a leather belt and a diet of locust and wild honey. In other words, John did not make his home in the cities Or in the suburbs, he didn't wear soft clothes or reside in a palace somewhere. No, John made his home in the wilderness. And from that dangerous and inhospitable place, John was given one job. To prepare the people for and to point people towards the coming Messiah. And that's exactly what John did. Like I mentioned before, Israel often found themselves, the people of Israel often found themselves in the middle of the wilderness, even at times when they didn't want to be there. And today, we too may often find ourselves traveling through the wildernesses of life, even when we don't want to be there. It can be a physical wilderness, like an unexpected illness or a hospitalization or losing a job or conflict between family or friends or an unexpected death that we're dealing with. You know, we spend so much time and, and money and energy in our lives trying to convince others, but, but mostly trying to convince ourselves that we aren't susceptible to, to unexpected or uncontrollable things. We try to give the impression that we are in control and that we've got things covered mostly just to appease ourselves. But those efforts that we spend, it only creates a facade at best because the truth is we are not in control. We are mortal, limited human beings who actually have very little control over what happens to us on a daily basis. That's just what life is in a fallen creation. Life is not ideal no matter how desperately we want it to be otherwise. We are never free from trouble or sorrow or sin or death. Life in this world can be like a physical wilderness for us. And so, like Israel, we may find ourselves residing in the wilderness even when we don't want to be there. What's more, life can also pose to be a spiritual wilderness for us, maybe even more so than a physical one, and of course, part of that means that you know how our secular society seems to be driving a more uh, driving away more and more each day any kind of religious faith in America, and that certainly leads more and more people in this country into a a sp- spiritual wilderness of sorts that so many people in our nation just seems to seem to find themselves wandering spiritually. But non-Christians are not the only ones who can experience spiritual wildernesses. We as Christians might find ourselves there as well. We might find ourselves in a wilderness of fear or anxiety about the future. We might at times feel doubt or mistrust in our faith. We might feel like we're in a season of life where, we, where we're drifting further away from rather than closer to God and we don't know why. Or we might even at times experience anger at God, as hard as that may be to admit, because of difficulties we've had or letdowns we've experienced. Now, truth be told, none of this is a new problem. Ever since Adam and Eve ate of the fruit in the garden, human beings have been In a wilderness we were literally at the time of Eden and figuratively exiled into the wilderness the wilderness of our own sin and of a sinful world and that reminds us that while there are a lot of things that happen to us that we have no control over that we are at the mercy of a of a world fallen into sin and people full of sinful desires that we actually don't need to look any further than our own selves to find that same sin and that same sinful nature within each and every one of us. And so where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us in a wild and inhospitable and dangerous place. That's what sin does. And we as human beings, we aren't just merely victims of all of this. We are also participants in the sinful dysfunction of this world. We often sin. We rebel against God. We see how our thoughts, words, and deeds drive us further away from the good that God has provided for us, drive us further into these wildernesses that we experience in life. And what we find, what we are left with, is knowing that without God, one way or another, we are lost, we are in danger, we are worse than dead on account of our sin, on account of the sin in this world. We resonate with the people of Israel, their history. They were a people who were at the mercy many times of a sinful world and sinful nations. But ultimately, the people of Israel were driven into wilderness on account of their own sin and rebellion against God. They were exiled in judgment. And even when a a remnant returned from exile, their future seemed uncertain at best from their point of view. And so where did it leave them? Well, it left them in this physical and spiritual wilderness at the end of the Old Testament. But at the end of the Old Testament, they had this promise. A promise of a voice that would come to them. A voice that would cry out in the wilderness and prepare the way of the Lord's coming. You see, today, this second Sunday in Advent, what Mark reminds us is that there is still that voice calling to us in the wilderness, telling us that God doesn't leave us here to stay. And God is not calling to us from the comforts of his royal palace or from a city or the suburbs, so to speak. No, by sending John, his messenger, into the wilderness as the one who prepares his way, God shows us that he is the type of God who is willing to march into the wilderness of this world, of our lives himself. He bulldozes the hills. He fills the valleys of our lives. He calls us to repentance. He baptizes and washes us clean. He forgives all of our sins. Looking back, we see that God did not abandon Adam and Eve in the wilderness. He provided for them. He made his presence, his gracious presence known among them, and he gave them a promise of a Savior. God didn't abandon the Israelites in the wilderness. He provided for them. He made his gracious presence known among them, and he gave them a promise of a Savior. And he didn't abandon the prophets in the wilderness. He provided for them. He made his gracious presence known among them, and he gave them the promise of a Savior. And what John the Baptist came telling the people of Israel in his day was that God hadn't abandoned them. And he was about to make his gracious presence known among them in a brand new way. And he was going to fulfill his greatest promise of all, that promise of a Savior who would rescue them, who would rescue us. In just two weeks from today, we will be celebrating the most significant way, one of the most significant ways that God chose to act in the history of his people dwelling in the wilderness. God ultimately provided for us and made his generous and gracious presence known among us. He kept his eternal promise to us. The moment when he took on human flesh, when he took on willingly all the dangers of both body and soul, facing all the enemies that we would otherwise be facing alone. Our sin, the devil, death itself. And God in human flesh marched straight into the wilderness of this world, of our lives, where we were living lost, and he paved for us a straight path of salvation. It's a straight path that leads us directly to his cross, where we see all of our sins forgiven. It's a path that leads us to his empty grave, where we see death left behind and powerless. It's a path that leads us to a hill outside of Jerusalem, where we see Jesus ascend into heaven with the promise that he will return again. You see, Jesus didn't come simply to encourage us to find our own way out of the wilderness. No, Jesus came into our wilderness to save us, to wrap his arms around us, to carry us through this wilderness and into his safe pastures, into safekeeping. The second Sunday in Advent, it's important to recognize John's voice calling out in the wilderness. That's why John made his home there, because he's not calling from some place of safety far away. But rather, God sent his messenger to be right here beside us, with us and for us here in the wildernesses of life. A voice that is always pointing us back to Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. A voice that shows us the path that Jesus chose to walk for us, that Jesus paid for us, a path that is leading us into our future life with him. The day of our own resurrection and the beginning of our eternal lives. The day when there will be no more wilderness, but only a perfectly restored creation. The day of the new heavens and the new earth. Until that day, know this. Know that Jesus is always with you in the wilderness, providing you everything that you need for your journey. His baptism safeguards you. His absolution forgives you all of your sin. His word is continually strengthening you. His body and blood nourish you. His Holy Spirit dwells within you. And while it's true, we are journeying through a dangerous wilderness of both body and soul. Jesus has already paved a straight path for you. To lead you and all his saints out of this wilderness and into the promised country of eternal life with him. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.